Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt. It's all a bit hearty, so I don't really understand it. Luke. Is that a little Sasquatch penis? Dan. I accidentally got soap in my urethra. And occasionally, Terry Smallshoe. Maybe you'll wake up in the middle of the night with a little Sasquatch penis inside of you. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. Well, that was a close one. <sighs> what was close? Well, we nearly didn't make this. Yeah, I know. It's been delayed. Again mm. and again. And I'm mm. leaving the country tomorrow morning, so it wasn't going to get done if we didn't do it <laughs> right now. So the listeners don't know what we're talking about, because you're going to get this at the same time. That's right. Yeah. We had to postpone the recording a few times. Yeah. Life got in the way. <laughs> Stupid life. Hey, have I told you guys about my citizenship ceremony? Oh, God. No, you haven't. No, no, I didn't think I did. They made um, you wear a Ned Kelly hat? <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. Bash a leb? You've got a Southern Cross tattoo well, now, though. No, no, see, I, I did the... Wear the Australian flag Auburn. as a cape? I did it at Auburn, so, oh. uh, so there's none of that. Is it and easier to get it in Auburn or harder? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one thing, and I... I'd be interested if any of the listeners, like for those who don't know, listeners who don't know, uh, I recently got my Australian citizenship because I was not Australian. I was actually born in England uh, and for 30 odd years, just didn't bother. Uh, yeah. And then finally got around to it. And when I filled in the paperwork, one of the questions was basically, there's two pledges that you can do, yeah. uh, or two versions of the same pledge. One of them contains the words under God and right. one of them does not. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm not particularly religious. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I actually, to be honest, I didn't think it would make a, any difference. I assume, oh, I just won't say those words, I guess. Mm. Um, so I ticked the box to say the, the one without the words under God, because not very relevant to me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I mean, to, but to be honest, I wouldn't have given a shit. I, I could have said whatever you wanted. Could have just said it. Right? Yeah. 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 Don't care. Yeah. Don't care. As long as um, at the end, you're a citizen. Who cares? Exactly. So we get there, and I, I none of the. Uh, I'm sat there, you know, they're doing the thing. I've got my paperwork there. It's got a little printout of the pledge that I'm supposed to say. It says pledge number two. And it's got the, it's basically the same thing, but without those words in, in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Nothing out of the ordinary until we get to the bit where everyone's doing the pledge. Right. And I didn't, I didn't know this was going to happen beforehand. And then they, the guy goes, all right. So everybody saying pledge number one, please stand. And all the people in the front say 10 rows stand up and I notice there's actually a gap between my row which has about 10 people in it and all the other rows and everybody in those front rows stands up does their pledge sits down and then he goes right and uh, everybody reading (laughs) pledge number two the heathens stand up and then so the 10 of us pop up and I was like wow that's that's just really weird wow I find it a bit strange that they have the under God at all. Yeah, I mean... Well, see, I wondered as well. I, and I was going to ask if any listeners have done this, it's, it, which is unlikely, I suppose. Like, if you're not Australian citizens and you became one. Did you did you have the same thing? Because I wondered if it's just because... I mean, Auburn is is kind of, a, I guess, a religious area. Because you know, mm. we've, we've got the biggest mosque in the Southern Hemisphere and we've got, you know, like... I guess more of more religiousy cultures in the area, so yeah. maybe yeah. maybe it's cultural, and maybe some of the other areas in Sydney 
they didn't do that because I, I i just assumed like i said that i would just not say those words mm. but still be speaking with everybody else yeah you should have just spoken with everyone else and just mumbled that bit well, I, like I said, I didn't even think about it. I just filled the form and I went, oh, I guess I'll choose not because I don't care. No, I would have as well. And I had a weird moment when I moved over here to Singapore because, and I didn't know this at the time, but apparently Singapore is quite a religious country in that they're very, very tolerant of all religions, no matter what religion you are. And there's huge percentages of each of the main religions, you know, Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Taoism, you know, all of these things. What they yeah. don't like are atheists. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. But I didn't know that. And there was no... You had to put your religion on the on the form. Because um, I'm, a, I'm a resident here, not a permanent resident. I'm like a you know, temporary resident. Yeah. And you have to put your religion. And it doesn't have atheist, but it does say free thinker. <laughs> and um, right. so that being the closest, I ticked that. But then I thought, it's so weird that everyone else who's not, quote, a free thinker, has to say, well, I'm not a free thinker. I get my thoughts from someone else, thanks. Yeah. Free thinker sort of seems to be a middle finger to religion. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so <laughs> yeah, weird. That's right. But then they told me, they're like, oh, afterwards, they're like, well, they're, you're lucky that they let you in because you, you put down free thinker and they don't really like that here. <laughs> they don't like people who think for themselves. You should have just gone with Jedi. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we had a federal election here the other day, right? And the government called the election 10 days from the day they called it. So basically it's designed to give opposing parties almost literally no time to campaign. Yeah, (laughs) right. But everyone in the country does get the day off to vote, which I thought was pretty nice. Did you vote? Are you allowed to vote? No, 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 no. Didn't didn't think so. Don't have to vote, no. Didn't think so. No. Is it, is it optional off. there? I did get the day off. Uh, is it optional? No, it's not, but you've got to be 21. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure Yeah, if they're giving it a day off, they expect you to vote, because that's yeah. a nice trade-off. <laughs> yeah. I'd like that here. You also have to go to your electorate. You can't vote absentee or postal. or. Oh, the, okay. you, you have to go to your electorate. So. Well, what if you're on a two-week holiday when they call it and they give you not 10 a, days? Not a big place. <laughs> yeah, you can get from one end to the other in an hour. Yeah. What, what if you're overseas? Actually, if you're out of the country, you can't vote. Right. There's, okay. there's no way to vote early, and there's no way to vote absentee. Yeah, and let's be honest, it doesn't matter anyway. We know who's going to win. Well, not only that, not only did we know who's going to win, but you guys have had a change uh, in your government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is the second time in a couple of years you guys have got a prime minister that nobody voted for. <laughs> That is something that happens to you. Yeah. It's because, yeah, in Australia, it's different to the rest of the world. You don't vote for a person, you vote for a party. Yeah. Mm. And who doesn't want a party? <laughs> Andrew WK certainly likes a good party. Uh, they come out of nowhere. What? When it's time to party, he likes to party hard. Speaking of partying hard, do you know where I would love to party hard? <laughs> where, Matt? I don't, know. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> in space. Yeah, I'd party hard in space. Although the now, the lack of gravity might prohibit the hardest of partying. Well, no, you, you're saying with the hangover the next day. Well, you're, you're, probably, you're, you're suggesting it might be difficult to just drink whiskey in space. Yeah, just saying? to do shots, for example, might be prohibitive. Well, I got some good news for you. Oh, they've developed a space glass that allows you to drink whiskey 
in space. <laughs> now, if it allows you to drink whiskey in space, I'm assuming it allows you to drink just about anything, right? <laughs> yeah, it does, but it, it's it's designed to kind of recreate the experience of, of drinking whiskey, whiskey because, I mean, obviously, <laughs> any, you probably figured by now, you know, without gravity, the, the liquid kind of just floats around and stuff. So what, what they've mm-hmm. tried to do is construct a glass that doesn't let the whiskey out, but you can still smell and drink it without it going everywhere. It's got a lid on it. And Not a, and, quite. And a, a little straw. It's designed so that the, the whiskey can't escape out up the sides. There's actually a YouTube video where they, they show how it works. Uh, and you kind of suck the whiskey up through this little straw that runs through the outside of the glass. I'm not... I mean, I don't have one, and I assume they're quite expensive. <laughs> um, they have to be 3D printed. Like, there's no way to construct this any other way. Wow. It's, I just uh, love it. I love it that, like, astronauts still piss into their spacesuit, right? <laughs> like, we, yeah. had to, we had to spend millions of dollars inviting a, in, inviting, inventing a pen that could write in space. And <laughs> yeah. they were like, right, what's third on the list? Okay, whiskey. we need to drink whiskey. <laughs> well, no, this was paid for by um, Ballantine, Ballantines, Ballantines. It's a whiskey company from... Yeah, um, oh, okay. like Scotch. That makes sense. Yeah. So they, they paid for it. It's a publicity stunt, obviously. I mean... I will, I will put out there, Ballantines gives me the worst hangover. <laughs> <laughs> a space hangover. Yeah. Yeah, so they've, um, they've basically figured out how to keep, keep it in the, in the glass and allow you to, to drink it. Um, and it says the, the goal was to allow them to drink from an actual glass rather than relying on just a bag of liquid. I do have a question. <laughs> yeah. Are they letting a lot of alcohol up into space? Because <laughs> that seems like the type of place you don't want to be drinking. What do you mean? If you went to space, you would be drunk all the time. <laughs> I mean you, Luke. You. <laughs> oh, yes. Crashing into planets. Uh, you would crash into yeah. so many planets. It's only been tested at a, uh, a drop tower in Germany, which is one of the... They could, it simulates gravity by dropping it from a tower. Mm-hmm. And so they, they've tested it using that. Which, I mean, the whole thing is, is kind of just a stunt, really. It's not... Yeah, it's advertising. I'm assuming they do not allow astronauts to consume alcohol while they're piloting a spaceship. So <laughs> No, but if it's on autopilot and you, you clock off for the day, I don't see why well, not. maybe... Well, that's a good question, right? Listeners, if you know, or if, if any of the astronauts from the International Space Station are listening, are you allowed to consume alcohol while you're in the space station? Do you guys have like a little little drink on a Friday night? I'd love to know oh. that. I know that they sent up some ice cream for them to enjoy. Mm, I guess that's kind of, sort of. No, I just mean they're allowed treats, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but not, maybe not... What porn like a, they have? What type of porn? Yeah. Well, space porn. We talked about that. Mm. Space were... porn. Spawn. Yeah. Spawn. <laughs> they wanted to make that uh, the first porno in space. We talked about that. That's right. I wonder if they we went anywhere. to the crowdsourcing mm. site for it. Yeah, we failed to follow up on that, didn't we? Yeah, we failed to follow up on everything. We don't really follow up on a lot of stuff. No. Unless it's to do with midgets. Yeah. Were there any midgets <laughs> in the space porn? Say. There had been midgets. Yeah. If it was the first midget porno in space, I would have rallied behind that. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can find a link to the crowdfunding thing for it to see if it was successful. Because they were asking for it. quite a bit of money. Well, it would be it would cost quite a lot to <laughs> get up there. 
Into space, oh. I mean. Not oh. into a porn star. That costs a fair bit as well, Matt. Does it? Yeah, No, it bit. doesn't. It doesn't? <laughs> no, no, it depends. It depends on the porn star and what you want them to do, but you can get a porn star to do a scene for as little as $200. <laughs> I, I watched the documentary yeah. recently. I was going to say, damn it. Uh, I'm sad that was the answer. You know what, though? Uh, a friend of mine was in Los Angeles and was filming a movie, a uh, short film, not pornographic per se, but did require mm-hmm. a nude actress. And uh, not many actresses are willing to go nude, uh, but most porn stars are. So they just hired a porn star for the day. Right. And she was 400 bucks for the day. <laughs> Nobody fucked her though, so maybe if someone had fucked her, it would have cost more. Hmm. They did not. They were not successful. Oh. They How raised... far off from their four billion dollars did they get? <laughs> they raised two hundred and thirty-six thousand. Well, it's still a lot, but yeah. it's not well, the I mean, billions of dollars it. you need to get into space. They didn't get it. So that, that, yeah, that two hundred and fifty. That's like one ticket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to space. Yeah, <laughs> to go up in that um, that Virgin thing, it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars a ticket. Yeah, it's oh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars to go up a Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a cheap shot. No, it's fine. It's fine. No, no, I'm I'm better than that. <laughs> uh, did you guys see the new Apple stuff? I didn't actually. What are Apple doing now? Oh, that's weird. We normally we're all over this. Stuff. I know. No, did they have announced a thing? There's an iPad Pro. Oh, it just an it's, iPad? It's huge, That's right? Slightly... It's, it's going to be massive, right? It's basically a Microsoft Surface. Yeah. Oh, it's with a... the keyboard? and yeah, 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 exactly like that. I'm pretty it's sure called... Steve Jobs said they would never bring one of those out. Yeah. You guys well, remember him twi- saying something he, like that? He's, he, he's dead now, so... <laughs> well, he said... Wait, what? Count. <laughs> <laughs> remember we spoke to I him? I was wearing a t-shirt with him on it just the other day. From Beyond the Grave? <laughs> it's a 12 inch iPad uh, and it's got like a little screen in the cover like you know like a Microsoft Surface does and uh, yeah and iOS 9 has uh, a bunch of multitasking stuff where you can snap windows to the side and have two things open at once and, and they're kind of just becoming like a, a computer now so yeah yeah okay don't give, that's a don't thing really give and a the new Apple TV's out and it's uh, well not out. It's it's announced, and the the big secret thing that you know he was going to reveal was um, when you use Siri on it, it searches all the apps for TV shows. For example, rather than having to go into the Hulu app or the Netflix app one by one looking to see if they have a show that you want, you just say Siri, put True Detective on, and it will find oh, okay. it and put it on. Yeah, Telstra, even in Australia, bringing out something that's going to do that. That's I think Apple are just done. <laughs> when <laughs> Apple are one not, step not... behind Telstra, you know that they're. Well, in I mean, yeah, I think I think they're doing all right still. <laughs> just... <laughs> no, Matt, they're done. Well, no, no, they're no, done. but they just don't seem to be innovating anymore. <laughs> no, I know <laughs> what you mean. Things bigger and smaller. Well, I'm sure when they announced yeah. the iPad Pro, which is a you know basically just a Microsoft service. I'm sure they made it sound very innovative. Well, I've actually I've posted a um a picture of it if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the spreadsheet. There's a great picture uh, of yep. it here just to illustrate oh. the size of it. 
Let me have a look. If only it, it does look big. It does look huge, though. Um, Thanks, man. <laughs> Let's stay on. Topic, I saw. Though. Let me find this picture of it. Uh, Danaked.com. <laughs> I said big, not enormous. <laughs> Hang on. Open picture. I just went to Danaked.com. <laughs> I just, All right. So I've just pasted another off. picture in there, which we'll put in the show notes. Um, just see how look how big this thing is. Are we still at Danaked.com? <laughs> no. Well, that is big. Yeah. Unless the that girl has too. really small hands. I know, but I saw the picture. I was like, Jesus Christ, that thing's that thing's huge. But the funny thing is, like, they came out with the iPad. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. there's the iPad, and they're like, oh, you want to be smaller? Here's a smaller one, iPad Mini. And you're like, yeah, okay, okay. We we didn't really want it smaller. I've kind of got my phone and my iPad. Didn't really need a smaller one. They're like, oh, you want it bigger? You want it bigger? Here's the iPad uh, Pro. And it's like, no, we nobody wanted a bigger one. If you wanted it bigger, you had a computer. Like, <laughs> what is this? You're just going to be able to buy any size now. Well, I, um, I, I think I would just want a normal iPad, like, throughout all of this. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've always just kind of wanted a normal one. So I don't know that I would... I mean... See, it's kind of like... It's, it's like it wants to be a laptop, but it's not as useful as a laptop. And so... And, it, and it's... Exactly. No, I'm looking at that keyboard. It's quite a lot of money for something that isn't a laptop, you know? Like, yeah, like with the That's Surface, right. it is a separate keyboard, so you can... Yeah. No, 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 it, it, there, there is a separate keyboard as well, Luke. Sorry, it's, oh, just, there not, is? it's just not showing that picture. Also, yeah. and I, I tweeted this at one point, because I thought it was funny that they finally released an iPad where the screen is big enough that it can actually have a full-size keyboard on the screen, and then they release a keyboard for it. Like a physical <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> Like all the others, yeah, I would I could have used a keyboard for those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one, not really a big deal. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the iPad Pro. Mm. But yeah, I mean the iPad, Do I like for, for what it is, but it, I don't need it to be that big and with a keyboard. I don't think. I, I don't know what I would. I'd if you've got a, a big screen with a keyboard, that's a computer. Yeah. yeah. But it can't do all the things a computer can do. That's right. I mean, I, well, I, I say that. For some people, it might be enough. In fact, Yeah, and I guess enough. the cost well, is going to be the determinator, whether you... Well, it's it's 1500 bucks. The the determinator? Is the determinator a word? <laughs> it's in the determinator. <laughs> to me, this would be good so- something for salespeople and stuff. People are constantly on the move. And yeah. Yeah. It's 1500 bucks for this. For this. 1500 yeah, you can buy a MacBook Air for eleven hundred. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's quite. And you can buy a MacBook know. Pro for fifteen hundred. I think it's probably going to be where things are headed, but I think we're at that weird point now where, like this, you know, when they brought out the first MacBook Air, which was yeah, uh, you know, it was like ten years ago or whatever. And yeah, it was kind of like could barely run the operating system. Yeah, it was, it was garbage. But it was the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then now the MacBook Air is, yeah, okay, that's they're, they're great. But no, it, I, I think, think they're probably pricing themselves out of this because you've got the Surface and things now, which are good tablet slash keyboard slash computer things that yeah. are, you can get for a hell of a lot cheaper that will probably do more. Mm. Yeah, I think, well, 
iOS 9 has a lot of stuff in it that might make these more useful. Like I said, the, the problem I have with my iPad is that I quite I, I do like my iPad, but I find it restrictive because I I, I go, oh, I might uh, edit some photos. And then it's like, oh, I just, just want to fucking open the photo in Photoshop. Like, you know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. I don't want to, you know, just the clunky way you have to export from one app and then import into another app. And then I've got to... You Matt, know, did you end up buying that um, attachment to put your fleshlight on the underside of your iPad? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, maybe. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I'd probably get more use out of my iPad if I did, though. Yeah, because I'll, I'll be honest. Since I switched back to books, I don't use my iPad at all now. You switched back to books? Yeah, switch back to books, man. Interesting. I like the experience of going and buying a book, bringing it home, reading it over a few days, then putting it on a shelf. I don't know why. I just love that. Hmm. I just don't get so that. I'm actually at the point where I'm thinking, since I moved, I still have not unpacked my Star Wars books, and I'm thinking about getting rid of them. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of most of my books over the next year. Uh, I'm only going to be keeping kind of a hardcover and, and kind of more collectible ones. because Yeah, I'm going to keep my ones that are all signed and things, but they're just taking up space. I read, I read on my Kindle or I read on my phone. Like, I don't read anywhere else, really. Unless... Unless I've already bought a book, you know, if I bought a book five years ago before I had the Kindle and everything, and I haven't read it yet, then I'm not going to rebuy it. I'll, I'll, I'll carry the book around. But just the convenience of, of being like, <laughs> oh, I'll just carry the book around. No, but but I, honestly, like, because I, I catch the train to work every day, right? I don't want to have a book. I just want to. I've got my phone in my hand. Yeah, weigh you down. Gonna, it'll weigh you right just, down. <laughs> it does. I just read <laughs> oh. on my phone. Okay, you now have my undivided attention. I got an achievement. What? I hadn't got my achievement for today, so I've just Wait been playing Wait a minute, you were playing Xbox during this podcast? <laughs> yes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> during the entire thing. Listeners, you're as disgusted as we are, I'm sure. <sighs> or they're impressed. Well, I'm yeah, sorry that we have been distracting you from your achievement <laughs> kick. Okay, okay. I, I had to get it because now it means I've done 136 days straight. <laughs> That's so, pretty good. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want to hear more about Luke's uh, achievement streak, you can sign up for our newsletter, multiplenergasm.com, mm. and uh, sign up for the newsletter. And then uh, you'll get updates every month on that and a bunch of other stuff too. We send you a, a list of all the episodes for the month and uh, some... Some extra stuff, some behind-the-scenes odds and ends, and some other fun stuff. And uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash multiplenerdgasm. Uh, support us with as little as a dollar an episode, uh, and you'll get access to the full back catalogue and a bunch of other shit that we've slapped together uh, as a reward for you. Mm. And so it's, it's not all shit. No, no, no. Some of it is, but it's, yeah. not, it's not all shit. Uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, email us, podcast at multiplenerdgasm.com, mnerdgasm on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash multiplenerdgasm. Get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. We Tell do. us what you like and what you don't like. You specifically. We love hearing from you. Yeah. Mm. So write in. Yeah. Um, I do have a question. Mm. Do I have to pay a dollar an episode to get access to the back catalogue or uh, am I okay? No, no, well, you have to pay. Get a pass? Nothing's free, unless you've got them. Unless you've got them all downloaded. Oh... I don't know how you're going to get them. We can't bend the rules for anyone, Luke. Least of all uh, you. Okay, I, I, I will sign up then. 
<laughs> Good. Because I want to go back and listen to episode one again. Maybe your mum can give you a copy of them. Oh, oh let's yeah, not bring Luke's mum into this. <laughs> <laughs> she's a backer. She's a pa- she's a patron. Mm-hmm. She sure is. On the old Patreon. But yeah. Hey, uh, one of the things that might end up in the um, in the backer bonuses is some of the spin-off episodes that we've had in the past. Yeah, a lot of great spin-offs. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the, we've got a new one. Actually, oh, we do. Because I mean, we're nothing new... if not trendsetters, you know. The, That's right. The Gasm so, brand well, has really taken off. This this new series is very original. I don't I don't think anything like this has ever been done before. Oh wow! So um, I mean, it might be best if I leave it to speak for itself. Yeah, let's have a listen. You guys, you guys want to hear it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, here we go. <laughs> For the past 10 minutes, I've spent every waking moment trying to figure out where a British expat was for 21 minutes after his work one day in 1995. On April 11th, 1995, the wife of a famed Australian tour guide disappeared. Right after her shift stocking shelves, she was supposed to pick up a case of VB and bring it down to the local cricket ground for her mother's third wedding. But she didn't show. About a month later... Her body was found in a cave in the nearby bush. The cause of death was partial strangulation and a gunshot wound to the back. <laughs> a couple of weeks after that, the British expat, Barnaby Wellington, was arrested for her murder. The victim was Darlene Smallshoe, wife of renowned Sasquatch hunter Terry Smallshoe. At the time, Smallshoe and Wellington was a very well-known tour group specializing in Sasquatch sightings and education. Wellington was tried and convicted and has been serving time in the Pilliga County Correctional <laughs> Facility for the last 20 years. The only problem is, he says he didn't do it. One person who is not so sure is Terry Smallshoe, widower of the deceased. Well, if he wasn't raping and murdering my wife, what was he doing? Here's your evidence. <laughs> yeah, that is a really good point, Terry. <laughs> Terry made a lot of good points, and we will discuss those and much more in future episodes of tempting fate <laughs> oh man there's a little teaser that was got, uh, uh, that was great we've got some more episodes coming up wow awesome i can't wait to hear what happens <laughs> you know I what bet you i bet they don't even know how it's going to end <laughs> <laughs> so yes oh due respect but you do have an ending right <laughs> Can't wait to find out who did it. Can't wait to find out. <laughs> Speaking of who did it, mm-hmm. um, do you know uh, there's a new autobiography coming out? Is yeah? there? Well, mm-hmm. it might be already be out. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's from Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Sorry, did you say autobiography? Yes, yeah. autobiography. Autobiography. Yeah, I, uh, I read, I read the autobiography of Jack the Ripper. Right. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. when did he write this? Uh, in the 1920s. Okay, yeah. Uh, as an uh, old man looking back on his life, I guess. Yeah. So this this apparently, as far as I'm aware, and I mean, there are there are there is a mystery around this document, uh, whether it's real or not. Um, there was a. Uh, a kind of radio show icon. He, he, there's a, t- a radio series that he created called um, 
Toyland or something. Tempting Fate. <laughs> Called Tempting Fate. <laughs> this uh, this this very famous uh, radio personality from the, from the early 1900s um, created this children's radio program, and it, it was very very famous. And when he died, a lot of his um, belongings kind of went to his estate and all that kind of stuff, and eventually got auctioned off and went to all these different people, and they ended up in 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 around you know the 2000s in the possession of this guy who found amongst a bunch of old scripts for you know this kids show and and you know uh carvings of the characters from the kids show found this document written by somebody called James Carnack claiming to be Jack the Ripper and it was his autobiography and there was a note at the start of it written by the the um the the radio guy saying this guy James Carnack was a friend of mine uh, I was the executive of his estate um, when he died, he asked this to be delivered to me um, so that I could pass it on to a publisher. But because of um, uh, prohibition or something or other, he said that he got worried about what it was. And so he opened it and was like, well, fuck this. And then kind of just sat on it um, for a long time until he passed away, sadly. And it's just kind of been sitting around. Now, it's it's this autobiography of this guy who lived around you know like the time of the killings and everything claims to have been jack the ripper i don't want to spoil anything if you're interested it's it's very interesting um whether or not it's real and people like like specialists have said like you know like experts in the field have said if if it is him then it's 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 possible um but even if it's not it's definitely written by somebody who was around because it contains a lot of detail about the era, mm. uh, and it's it was written because it, it was definitely written um, before the 1920s when when the the guy died, yeah. um, mm. because otherwise it couldn't exist. So um, even if it's fake, it's actually the very first um, example of that kind of fiction because it's even if it's fictional, it's a fictional autobiography of a killer. Like people didn't write that kind of stuff back then. So in it, whether it's real or not, it's it's really really interesting. Yeah, right. So uh, I think it's a bit of a shame that the guy sort of sat on it for so long because that's the type of thing we've had to come out at time. Maybe could more research into it. Like, well, because they're they're questioning like, did, did this guy write it himself? But but mm. yeah, you know, he was a writer of these kids shows, and he was he was very squeamish, and the, some of the stuff in it is very graphic. And they're like, people are like, no, he, there's no way he would have written it. Like, it's. They, it's very questionable that it was his. So he must have got it from somewhere. And in his little cover note, he says he got it from this guy. He says, I knew, I knew this guy. Um, I believe him to actually be insane. But he doesn't specify whether he's insane as in he might be Jack the Ripper or he's insane. He thinks he was Jack the Ripper or, you know, he doesn't really specify. Mind so. you, there is a tendency with novels written around that time to frame the narrative as I was told this story from yep. someone else. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. They they said that as well. That is that's a very very and, and also it's divided into three parts, right? The third part is definitely fictional, and actually they think it might have actually been written by somebody else because it's quite different in tone and style mm. to the first two parts. Okay, yeah. It seems like the second part, which describes the murders, you know, the Whitechapel stuff from the 1888 and around that time. Uh, it seems like that was written first. And then the part one was written later, which is about his childhood. And then the third part 
seems to have been written after that and possibly by somebody else because it's the 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 first two parts are quite interesting because they're it they do seem to be just somebody remembering stuff like it's not very structured and there's no kind of it's not clever in setting things up or anything like that it's kind of just like bam bam remembering stuff whereas the third Mm. part has kind of um like uh, what would you call it story elements like a, a bit of foreshadowing at the start and it's mm-hmm. got like you know and it's it's just set up too too neatly and it's fake it feels very fake sure so interesting yeah well but, was he already writing it as an autobiography or is it more of a story like i'm just trying to think like why someone would write Something like that. Well, he says, according to him, and the very first chapter, he says, look, I don't know if I'm going to die and I was going to leave the reveal to the end, but I figure I better not because if I die before I finish this, I want people to know that it was me. So I, James Karnak, was Jack the Ripper. Uh, It was me. I did it. And then now I'm going to write out my story and hopefully I'll make it to the end before I die. And so he wrote it out and... um, uh, apparently it's interesting because he, he goes he does go into a lot of detail that yeah apparently somebody would need to have been there to know certain things or done a lot of research except it also seems like he hasn't researched other things so it's kind of convincing in that way mm. because for example he knows he talks about how before the first killing he went and saw this production of Jekyll and Hyde which is ironic and you know in a way mm-hmm. um, but also this particular production is well known by like theater historians because it was such a disgrace like it was kind of a laughing stock right. but mm. most people don't know about it sure and so the fact the fact that he has put into the story that he went to that and then murdered her it's like well you know it's, it's such a strange thing to know you know whereas in in other respects like facts that we that they do know about the murders themselves he gets wrong like he contradicts um like the 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 kind of agreed upon narrative of things to do with the murders and mm. so it's kind of like is he doing that on purpose to kind of create this idea that he's remembering it or and it's anyway yeah. it's very interesting was he um one of the uh, suspects you know how everyone's no, got ideas no about who no one was, even so. knows who this guy is okay there's no record of him no one knows who he is but like and it's not unusual for there not to be a record of somebody because he was not. Of record there, except this other guy says that he knew him, but but he's dead now as well because this is all from like the early 1900s and it's just been missing. But if we are to believe this, we have to assume that Jack the Ripper stopped mm-hmm. killing, became he old, explains why, and befriended why. and befriended a writer of a children's radio show. He wasn't a writer of a children's show at the time. He was a um, he, he was a doctor at one point. This guy. Okay. It, it was kind of you know it was that era when era when people just did a lot of new things. Radio was new at some point. <laughs> new things. Thing. Butchering prostitutes. Yeah. No. 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 The, I'm talking about the, <laughs> the, the, the guy. Sydney, oh, no. Sydney Sydney Hume Beeman, I think, is the name of the guy. Um, he he was a doctor at one point, and then he he did some other stuff, and uh, and then he when radio became a thing, he wrote this radio show, and it just became huge, and then. He became famous. Mm. So, but before that, he was he did other things. So, yeah. So anyway, it's uh, it's really interesting if wow. you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, whether it's whether it's you know we legitimate are. or not, it's it's very interesting. Right, I haven't heard about it. Yeah, I, I was too actually. I, I so I, and I actually I googled it and I saw some stuff about it. People saying, oh, you know, oh yeah, well we don't really know. 
was was what I got out of it. They they think um, probably he wasn't really Jack the Ripper just because you know they can't really. I guess we'll, well, never, we'll never know. We'll never know. Innocent know. until proven guilty, Matt. <laughs> Unless he's confessing, which he is. <laughs> but um, yeah. But he he is. Um, it's definitely written by somebody back then who knew the area, who, who was probably around for the murders. Uh, and it's one of the very earliest examples of that kind of fiction, if it is fiction. And um, also, he he is listed as the author because, as far as anyone knows, he really did write this. So, yeah. so you know, it's James Karnak is the author, and uh, as you know, as it's all legit from mm. from that point of view. So, it's very interesting. Okay. Yeah, and he does explain why he stopped murdering. He wouldn't have stopped. Was it not for something? Oh, Ooh, tell, tell us, tell us. You don't want, you want spoilers? Yeah, spoil away. Yeah, go on. All right. He he, uh, a a carriage. Um, he was crushed by a carriage and lost his leg. Oh, okay. Hmm. And uh, and then yeah, he was forced to retire. And he he wasn't. He didn't hate women. He didn't none of that stuff. Um, he claims that he just wanted to kill people and so he went for the low-hanging fruit and he figured no one would miss them and that's one of the other things that this because the last chapter in the in the whole book is this kind of expert kind of going over it all and he says well look i mean with everything that we know these days that's more likely to be who the kind of person that it was it's just Mm. somebody who felt like doing it and then yeah yeah random psycho yep look i feel this has gotten a little bit heavy so, oh, no, sorry um, about that. Let's uh, about should we lighten it up with some sex toy news? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's more sex toys. Of course, there's, well, there's more sex toy news. Um, ah. This doesn't feature <laughs> a new sex toy. It features a classic sex toy being used in a new way. We've got review models, have we? Uh, <laughs> no, not quite. Um, but we yeah. do have this headline: Grieving family at gravesite confronted by man pleasuring himself with a sex toy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so um, a family had gone uh, to the grave of their uh, here dead mother, I think, uh, and were shocked to see 45-year-old Philip Bantham performing the act. He was lying on his side with his trousers down, his buttocks exposed, and a vibrator and petroleum jelly were recovered by police from the scene. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Now, see, that's the type of thing that you sort of maybe would just want to do at home, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Or maybe just are you asking me or a door? Yeah, I'm <laughs> asking you. Yeah, yeah, I prefer to do that at home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, or just somewhere with a door. Yeah, or a window that I could do it in front of. Window? But you know, yeah. not outside in the cold, purely yeah. because of the cold. Yes, hmm. that would be a bit of a shock. The um the gentleman in question says that he has no recollection of the offence and he's very remorseful. He said the family must have been horrified and he wants to apologise. He's devastated, ashamed and extremely embarrassed. And apparently he suffers from depression, anxiety and PTSD after having watched someone being killed when he was a child. And uh, he suffers from alcohol issues. Okay. Because of that. Uh, so, so he was drunk that as well. doesn't necessarily explain yeah. it. No, I mean, you know... I mean, well, I, I mean, let's say I, I, I can't relate 100%. Well, let's get both sides of the but, story here. Here's, here's what the prosecutor said. 
One of the mm. victims had gone to Gilrose, that's the cemetery, to visit her father's grave. She noticed a tent to the side and saw the defendant lying on his side with his buttocks exposed. She was shocked and looked away. Then she says, mm. quote, It's always difficult emotionally when I attend the cemetery. I was very upset and disgusted by what I'd seen. I normally attend with my grandchildren, but thankfully they weren't there that night. Okay, mm. so it's at night, night and he's in a tent, mm. which changes yeah, it well, a little bit. I, I dare say he probably isn't able to explain any of that. <laughs> okay, but he was able to set up a tent. <laughs> right, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, he at least I knew I should probably do this inside a tent. Yep. Yeah. But he just he didn't figure out that he should have zipped the tent closed. <laughs> no. Well, classic rookie mistake. Now, in order to help our listeners avoid such rookie mistakes, Luke. Yeah. We yep. uh we need your expertise. I'm gonna play the jingle. While the other brothers are doing time, listen up, yo, it's cripple crimes. If you're going to pleasure yourself with a sex toy in a cemetery, how would you go about it covertly? Oh, that's easy. Yeah. Oh, what are they called? The ones where you're inside. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, dildo. <laughs> <laughs> no, a mausoleum. They bury. Yes, go inside. <laughs> right. You're still in the grave, the cemetery, but you still got that bit of privacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. You so hear someone open the door and you've got time to sort of fix yourself up and go, Hi, I'm just here mourning this dead guy over here. Yeah. You might never mind the lube. No. <laughs> that that's unrelated. That's for later. I love it too. It's <laughs> like he is claiming, you know, insanity and I didn't know what I was doing and all this stuff. He had the forethought to bring lube. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm still he set up a tent. <laughs> I have a hard enough time setting up tent when I'm sober. Yeah, but when oh, you absolutely. really want to get dildoed in the ass, you can do just about that. It's like it gives you superhuman strength. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you know when people pull, you know, like uh, logs off people. Yeah. When you know, like a, like a log falls on somebody, you get feats of hum- superhuman strength. When you're drunk and you need to put a dildo in your anus. Yeah. It's just you can you can just nothing will stop you. Nothing. Yeah. Like went through all that trouble to set the temp up, but just couldn't wait that five extra seconds. <laughs> nah. To Once shut the tent's it. up, man, you're like, fuck it, the tent's up. I mean, I've lubed the dildo. It's I have done in. enough. <laughs> <laughs> what do you people want from me? <laughs> yeah. So just go in the mausoleum, oh, dude. Just just go in there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! How many people go into them anymore? I I don't, well, I've never been in one. I don't think you can get into them. I think I think they're, they're meant to be sealed, right? I mean, they. I know. Yeah. In, I know in Buffy, they just walk in and out of them all the time. Yeah. So I, I put it this way, Luke. Like I certainly don't think they lock and unlock from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I'm saying is, you'll hear they'll, you'll hear someone opening it, which should be <laughs> just make sure you're paying attention mm-hmm. and just. Be prepared to adjust yourself so it looks like you're not doing anything. Just keep an ear open. How do you mm-hmm. adjust yourself to make it look like you're not fucking yourself in the ass with a dildo <laughs> in a cemetery? Yeah, Luke. Oh, it's not what it that? looks like. <laughs> okay, this is actually quite easy. All you got to do is you got to wear a long coat, <laughs> which you do. Yes. So you wear the long coat. So you could be have your hands under the coat. Or better yet, cape. Cape. 
yeah. <laughs> better hey. yet, Kate, because yeah. Rain can speak yours. What about a kilt? No, no. No, 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 you need the cape. Okay. Because mm-hmm. that way you can explain why your arms can't be seen because they're not in the sleeves. It's... Can you explain why you're on all fours? <laughs> <laughs> Moaning like a dog. <laughs> a dog Ooh. that's been Dropped. dilled out in the ass. You you put your keys on the ground? <laughs> so you say, sorry, I'm just picking up my keys. And I was so happy that I found them. Yes. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, Problem solved. Solved. You're very good at this. Wow. Whoa, what do we want to do next? I mean, where where do you go from there? Well, I went to Singapore Comic Con this weekend. Yeah. But, but Tell I us about that. I don't want to peek too early because I'm going to I'm going to the Philippines Comic Con next weekend. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Going for the double S- whammy. Spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference between? The Singapore Comic-Con and the Oz Comic-Con? Um, quite a lot, actually. So, the Singapore Comic-Con, and as far as I know, the Philippines Comic-Con as well, are mm-hmm. in no way affiliated with the actual Comic-Con. Oh, the Oz one isn't either. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. But I think the Oz one emulates it slightly right. closer. Let's yeah, say. they attempt to play up that non-link that's yeah. not there. Yeah. Um, so Singapore Comic-Con is actually called um, STGCC, I think. Singapore right. Toy Game and Comic Convention. Ah. Uh, but it was pretty cool. There's lots of cool stuff there. Lots of toys. Um, the 501st Legion was there raising money for charity. So I gave him... 10 bucks to shoot nerf darts at stormtroopers, which was fun. <laughs> and uh, in what may have been complete skill on my part or utter luck, I accidentally shot two darts at once, which hit the stormtrooper in each eye <laughs> and stuck on. And I felt like a hero and everyone worshipped me as a, as a local deity, you know, as a god for, yeah. for doing that. So yeah, it was a fun day. Didn't see any big? panels. It was big. It was packed out. Um, hmm. The guests weren't really anyone I had even heard of, so I didn't really go to any panels. So yeah, right. I'm just having a look now, and yeah, I don't know any of these. No, people. lots yes. of comic book artists. Uh, there was no one of the say William Shatner variety, mm. uh, as we have seen in Oz Comic Con. Oh, I know this guy, uh, Anna Menz. I love that uh, Eight Mile movie. That was good. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, Philippines Comic Con may have more guests. I haven't looked because I decided to go, even if no one I liked was there, because I just yeah. enjoy going yeah, these things not? anyway. So, yeah, I'll report back on that next week. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, we've got packs coming up. I was going to wear, in fact, I put it on in the morning before, uh, my I Summon t-shirt, right? Oh, yeah. But my I Summon shirt is comically small. And <laughs> and while, right. while it looked kind of like hilarious and acceptable in the video that we did, yeah, uh, I, I really real didn't life. feel I could leave the house. <laughs> wearing what was essentially a tank top uh, yep. and a muscle shirt, even though it was meant to be neither. Well, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have the abs or the biceps to really pull it off. 
Well, speaking of pulling it off, um, <laughs> we've had the sex toy news. We've had it. No, there's a, there's a new uh, there's a new Android app out there. I hear. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's an app that uh, presents itself like a uh, a video player for the specific task of viewing adult content. Uh-huh. In fact, the app is called Adult Player. Uh, but what it does is uh, when you launch the app. It uh, accesses your camera's phone, uh, sorry, your phone's camera, which takes a picture of you, and then you get a little alert saying that you are to um, transfer the makers of this app $500 via PayPal, or um, (laughs) they're going to leak your picture. (laughs) And they lock your phone, I understand, as well. Yeah, they do. Now, when are they taking the picture? Is it just... A random picture of you, or is it when you're... It's as you're accessing the app, so I guess as you're sitting down to uh, enjoy With a bit of down. masturbatory yeah. time. Yeah. Mm. And it's on the phone too, so I assume you're mobile, you know. <laughs> so you're also, you know, probably in a cemetery or somewhere. Guy and I just have a cheeky peek at uh, adult player. And snapperoo on the old, on the old camera. Goodbye phone. Goodbye phone. Unless you pay 500 bucks. And it's probably like those others that, even if you pay, they actually aren't really able to unlock your phone because... They, they, they don't actually care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, uh, was that, that malware that encrypted all your files and it said, pay us or we won't give you the encryption key? And then it was like a 40% chance that it wouldn't work again anyway? Yeah, it's not like they're the most trustworthy people and... Yeah, you can't really complain to anyone if they don't. Yeah, I think they didn't do a whole lot of bug testing on it. So be careful out there. Speaking of being careful out there, um, I haven't read this article, but I just did notice on the sidebar this headline. Would you have sex with a robot? Scientists really don't want you to. (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, And then there's a quote. These kind of robots are harmful and contribute to inequalities in society. Sex robots. So um, maybe I need to uh, read this and report back uh, next week on this one because I think this yeah, one really do. deserves a bit of research gone into it. Because that's, uh, that's the best headline I've read all week. <laughs> I think I would have sex with a robot. I'm sure I probably okay. have at one stage or another. <laughs> yeah, how would you know? Yeah. Mm. I mean, if it was a good enough robot, you wouldn't know. You know? That's right. Yeah. Did it look like Philip K. Dick? It looked like a dick, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dears. Speaking of dicks... Mm. Any dick uh, news? I watched, I watched the Poltergeist remake. Oh, and? Yeah, that's... Uh, that's I a, forgot they remade that. Man, that's a, that's a pile of shit. Yeah, that right. Is, uh, that, is, that is possibly the worst... Like, of all the bad remakes wow. I've ever seen. See, I only know uh, a couple of other people that have seen it other than you, and it was a couple of guys from work who got free tickets and went, and they walked out halfway. Oh. It's really bad. I know. I love the original. I have fond memories of the original, but I must say I watched it a couple of years ago, and it doesn't really hold up. Right. Well, imagine the same film... Literally the same film, mm-hmm. um, starring Sam Rockwell for some reason. Why oh, is he in this? Wow. Why is he in this? Baffles me. Uh, but with 
it's it's literally the same movie, but just with l- some less stuff happens. Like, right. it, take out all the you know the interesting scenes at the start where they're sliding the chair, the chair moves, yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all gone, of course. Um, and and then just random. Just, it's basically other than that, it's, it's literally the same film, just with less. And it's how just, does it work with the flat screen TVs? Yeah, <laughs> and like no static and. Oh, they're still static. It's, it works the same way. Except the problem okay. with it is, everything is just really obvious. Like, they say straight away, oh, she's in the TV. Like, <laughs> okay. Oh, like, you know, the, 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 the kind of secret of the film, sorry, spoilers for a film that's about 20 years old, 30 years old. Um, at the end, he discovers that uh, it was built on an old graveyard, and instead of digging up and moving the bodies, they just moved the, t- the, the tombstones, yep. the, the headstones. They didn't move the bodies. Yeah, exactly, right? Well, you find that out immediately. In this. <laughs> what? They go for a meeting for, like, with, they meet the neighbours or some kind of, you know, local council meeting or whatever. Oh, you moved into like, the old Indian burial ground house. Yeah, we just moved the, just moved the headstones. So, uh, whew. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, it's just oh, it's just shit. It's just really bad. I'm like baffled by how bad it is. Wow. And instead of um, what's her name, Zelda, the little you know who I mean, the little yeah. little lady. Yeah, Sam Rockwell instead. <laughs> no, no, it's not. He's it's he Chloe, it's Chloe Moretz, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's the guy who played Moriarty in the second Sherlock Holmes film. What? It's, uh, it's like a it's a Scottish guy. Yeah, it's just oh man, it just really confuses me. Why? How? How did this movie get made? This is so just shit. Wow, utter shit. Nothing good about it. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> Thumbs down. I don't recommend it. Thumbs right. Unless you really, w- unless you're curious about how, whether it really is that bad, and I assure you, it is. <laughs> just don't. Just avoid it. At no, all I probably won't. I probably won't. Won't watch it. Won't watch it. Yeah, don't. To be honest, it wasn't on my list anyway. Did you see it in 3D? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't on my list either. Um, we were just looking for something to watch, and, and there it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I was, and I said, oh, you know, we like Poltergeist. Actually, because the Poltergeist, uh, Jenna and I went and saw it uh, at the Orpheum years ago. Oh, nice. The, the, the original. That and wasn't the, the, the thing. girl in the original one murdered? No. No, no. The, no, no, no. I meant I mean, in real life. Oh. I believe she was murdered by her father or something. Are you thinking of Ducky from The Land Before Time? No, I'm thinking of the girl from Poltergeist. Are you thinking of Terry Smallshoes' ex-wife? <laughs> yes. <laughs> girl from yeah. Poltergeist so, died. I don't yeah. remember the, the line in Poltergeist where Terry Smallshoes says, Poltergeist have raped and murdered this girl. <laughs> yeah. If they weren't raping and murdering my daughter, what were they doing? Here's your evidence. I mean, what's he doing here? Maybe you wake up in the middle of the night with a little poltergeist penis inside of you. <laughs> she became ill and was misdiagnosed as having Crohn's disease and then died. Yeah, she died young. Well, that's a, that's a happy tale. Yeah. We're having Jesus. a bit of a downer podcast. Yeah. Well, I still recommend you watch the one that she's in rather than this new one. It's garbage. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can talk about something good. Please do. If you want. Okay. Um, I played. I haven't finished it yet. I've gotten quite far into it though. But I've been playing Tomb Raider. Yeah, finally. man. Yeah. Oh. Finally, man. What a great game. And it's as good as we mm. all told you it was, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. I gotta say, I mean, 
there were time there are times in it where I'm like, oh, come on, but but I've embraced that now. Like, yeah. At first, I think the the line between is this realistic or not was a bit. I'm like, wait, is it supposed to be realistic? It's not. No, it's not no, realistic. no, it isn't. No. The, not the upper remotely. body strength she would need to scale those cliffs. Yeah, and then just the, she gets you know the one of the first things that happens is she gets impaled, and yeah, yeah, and then. And then, I don't know, hours later, after doing all this other crazy shit, she has to cauterize a wound. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's really good. It's really fun. But man, um, uh, if, if you let her die, it's brutal. Oh, yeah, I know. Every time she dies, it's very, very intense. Fucking hell. Now, uh, we can actually say this now. If people want to go out and play this game, if Xbox One, you can get it for free. Yeah. On Xbox Live. Yeah, I was a bit annoyed about that, but only because I bought it in a sale a little while ago on the Xbox One because I owned it on PC and never got around to playing it and then my PC died and I was like, it was on sale on the Xbox One. I was like, oh, I'll get it. I'll, f- I'll finally be able to play it and then now it's free. Well, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Because I have an Xbox One and my copy of this game is in another country. So this interests me. Yeah. If you get Xbox Live Gold, yeah. yep. you get it for free. Yeah. You download it now. Every month you get a new game for free. Interesting. Two games, actually. Two, Two games. games. So it's worth the subscription then. All right. Even if you're not going to play with people, you get the two free games a month. Yeah, I agree. It's worth it. All right. They're not all great games. This month was The Deer God as well. Yeah. And that game is terrible. I haven't played it yet, but I saw I played it. it for five minutes and I went, no. You play The God of Deers? Yes. Also, if you're only buying Xbox Live Gold for free games, they're not free games. I don't know, man. I just looked this up, and the deer god looks amazing. (laughs) It did look interesting from what I saw, but I I mean, I trust Luke. He's an expert. He is, that's true. He needs to buy more physical games rather than digital ones, though, so I can just steal them off him afterwards. Yeah, that's fair. So Microsoft need to go back to their original idea of being able to share digital games. (laughs) This game does not have good reviews, the deer god, so... Right. They, they can't all be winners. No. All games, you mean? No, they can't. No. They cannot. But Tomb Raider is definitely a winner. I really enjoy it. Mm. Uh, I can't wait. The sequel comes out soon. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to get through it, because um, the sequel... I just... I like We talked about it the other week. I saw a trailer for the sequel, yeah. and I was just like, fuck, it looks really good. November. Well, speaking of games, I, uh, I went out to try to pick up uh, Witcher 3. Matt, because oh, uh, okay. I, I got the impression that maybe Matt thought it was um, not too bad. Just worth a look? Yeah, worth a look. Yeah, um, pretty good. But I can't find it, and I have a sneaking suspicion it's possibly banned here. Really? Because they do have a fair bit of censorship going on here, and Witcher just sounds like something that they would probably have a problem with. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I'm have you just tried looking to see if it's online? No, I have not. Oh, like, uh, I, I'll be honest, looking for it means just popping into my local uh, game stores and noticing they don't have it. So, yeah, right. that's the extent of it. Well, it is very good, so I recommend you put in a little bit of effort and if you can't find it, then so be it. But mm. it is um, the best game. So. No, no, it is out over there. You just have to find it. Okay, all right. Well, that's good to yeah. know. Hmm. All right, well, everything I said was totally redundant. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, no. no that's good. It's good news. Before we go, mm. can we discuss 
this William Shatner television show that I'm seeing in the spreadsheet? Yeah. Because yeah, we can. If this is what I think it is, I want to watch it. Yeah, if what you think this is, is William Shatner decided to renovate his house, and so HGTV decided to produce a reality TV show around it, just showing him doing up his house. Yeah. It's exactly that. That's right. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um... Now... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I really like this chat. <laughs> yeah, man. He's just... Yeah, if there's one thing I enjoy, it's just Bill Shatner talking about stuff. Yeah. Anything. Well, imagine yeah. Will Shatner at home with his wife, with contractors in the house, and him trying <laughs> to be helpful... And just making quips. Is it that or is it him doing it himself? It looks like it's him doing it. Well, look, it's been promoted all over TV here and it starts this week. So I'll be able to watch it and report back. It's right. really interesting. And I've got to say, just looking at these, if these pictures here are his um, his house. Yeah. Like especially in the, looking at the before picture. Yeah. That's quite a modest house for... That's not the house I would have expected William Shatner to live in. It's not a palace, is it? But, I mean, it's it's a nice house. You don't need a palace. Oh, it's nice, but it's just... It's way more modest than I expected of William Shatner just because... Only because he's... He's very famous. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But he's also down to earth. But he also has a couple of ex-wives he has to pay alimony to. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Fair point, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I like Shatner. He's happy about stuff. (laughs) He's very happy, yeah. Yeah, that's true. More people should be like him. No, he's very, very interesting. And so I'm sure... I mean, like I said, this type of show wouldn't normally appeal to me, but Bill Shatner, yeah, I'll watch him. I'll watch him do stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly he, right. He's very entertaining. Well, it's funny because uh, in the same ad break as this, I saw a promo for a show where Jenny Garth Ugh. from 90210... Uh, is doing up a house and I was like ugh it's bullshit fucking anything goes on TV <laughs> lowest common denominator shit and then she do now she just takes money to do up her house that's, that's how desperate she is for cash and then I saw the ad for Shatner's thing and I was like well that's the exact same thing and I will watch the shit out of this hey Garth let me look what she do now Gosh, she doesn't even look like the person that I remember. Well, I mean, she's like 25 years older than she used to be when we used to watch yeah. her. She's done not a lot. Okay. Married and divorced three times. Bloody hell. Uh, who are we to judge? That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.